1: Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash Truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash Truth. Now, here is your host Jorzen.
0: Dating Trends 18 to 22 Women Title, Navigating Modern Love Dating Practices for Women in the 18 to 22 Age Bracket Date. June 1, 2023. Author. Josin Adams. Introduction. Love and dating have always been subjects of fascination, especially for young women navigating the ever-changing landscape of romantic relationships. In this article, we delve into the most popular dating practices for women between the ages of 18 and 22, shedding light on the trends, challenges, and opportunities that shape their romantic journeys in today's digital age. Online dating. The digital love connection. In an era where technology permeates every aspect of our lives, it's no surprise that online dating has become a prevalent practice among young women. Dating apps and websites provide a convenient platform to meet potential partners, enabling individuals to connect based on shared interests and preferences. From swiping right to crafting witty bios, these platforms have revolutionized the dating scene, allowing young women to explore their options and expand their social circles. Casual Dating. Exploring without commitment. For many women in the 18 to 22 age bracket casual dating has gained popularity as a means of exploring different connections without the pressure of commitment this approach allows individuals to prioritize personal growth independence and self-discovery while enjoying the thrill of new romantic experiences casual dating offers young women an opportunity to meet diverse individuals fostering a deeper understanding of their own desires and relationship expectations self-discovery prioritizing personal growth Between the ages of 18 and 22, many women are still in the process of discovering themselves, their passions, and their future aspirations. Consequently, dating practices often revolve around personal growth and self-discovery. Young women engage in relationships to learn more about themselves, their emotional needs, and their boundaries. They seek partners who support their personal development and share similar values, nurturing a healthy foundation for long-term connections. Socializing and Group Activities BEYOND TRADITIONAL DATES. While traditional one-on-one dates remain popular, socializing and group activities have also gained traction among young women. Rather than solely focusing on romantic prospects, women in this age bracket often seek inclusive settings where they can connect with potential partners organically. Group activities provide a relaxed and enjoyable environment for individuals to bond, fostering a stronger sense of camaraderie and shared experiences. EMPOWERMENT AND AGENCY, TAKING CONTROL OF DATING LIVES. An empowering trend among young women is the growing emphasis on agency and control in dating. Today, women are increasingly assertive in expressing their needs, desires, and boundaries. This shift is a result of increased awareness around consent, respect, and gender equality. Women in the 18-22 to age bracket are taking charge of their dating lives, actively seeking relationships built on mutual understanding, trust, and respect. Conclusion The dating practices for women between the ages of 18 and 22 reflect a blend of digital advancements and a desire for personal growth. From online dating and casual encounters to self-discovery and socializing, young women are embracing diverse approaches to find meaningful connections. Empowered with agency and a focus on personal development, they are redefining the boundaries of modern romance. As we look ahead, it's clear that these trends will continue to evolve, shaping the future of dating for generations to come.
2: Hi everyone, Joss, I'm with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, baby, yeah. Alright folks, uh, I tell you, people never fail to amaze me. There's a case that's coming up on Court TV, where this man apparently got with this lady who had a son, and I guess the son stole, because the man uh, owned like a, either a pet store or some sort of uh, reptilian type of uh, enterprise that consisted of turtles, snakes and crocodiles. And apparently this young man stole a crocodile and some snakes from him. God knows what he was going to do with them, probably kill them, sell them, who knows. Well, This man didn't like that, and he killed this kid. Folks, what is it coming to? I was looking at the case in Utah, where this lady did the children's book, talking about dealing with grief, and she's on trial now for poisoning her husband. She started out at Home Depot as an employee. The guy had a masonry business, so he was making a pretty good six-figure salary. He was a high-value man for some of you ladies. Well, here's the thing. He started dating this lady. And you hear this stuff about people pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. Well, he gave her bootstraps to pull herself up by, to say the least and what happened after they got together he went on and sent her to school got a real estate license propped her up in a way that she probably couldn't prop herself up or wouldn't prop herself up i should say well after this she got a deal where she was supposed to make a considerable amount of money off of this real estate transaction, something in the neighborhood of $2,000,000. Now what's interesting is this. This is what got me kind of curious about this case. The husband told his family members that there's a good possibility she will kill me. And he changed the uh, person that was supposed to manage his estate if he were to pass away to his sister. he had already noticed plenty red flags they had three children together by this time and he wanted to make sure the welfare of his kids were taken care of now some of you men out there some of you do like women do stay in bad relationships for the kids you really need to reevaluate whether or not it's going to be the right thing for you sadly I'm sure these kids would rather have their father back and deal with a broken home than what they had to contend with, with them being gone. Now, here's the other thing, too. He had to sign a prenuptial agreement. Now, what's really interesting, she wrote this long ass email. the prosecution trying to explain away some things that don't make any sense and see the problem with that is of course they're going to examine every aspect of that email to make sure everything is true and if it's a lie no bueno so it'd be kind of interesting to see how that case pans out This is the reason why I always emphasize you have to really do your due diligence when it comes down to the person you'd like to be with in life. As I said before, you'll spend more money and time haggling at a car dealership over a damn interest rate and a monthly payment than you would in your own best interest when it comes to a relationship. I've seen people do it. I remember one time I was purchasing a car and i'm sitting there and there was a couple in the next uh cubicle over and they were upside down on their vehicles i mean really upside down because they had put too much miles too many miles on the vehicle and they were trying to get out of it they had learned their lesson so the guy at the dealership said well you know we really can't sell it as a used car under our warranty because you have so many miles on it. So, the amount of money they were going to give them and trade in was marginal. Very marginal. And so, when this guy left the cubicle, I'm listening to them and it seemed like everything that they had in their marriage that was a problem came out. She was bringing up stuff about the affair he had with the other woman. He was bringing up the fact that he was the father of a child that he didn't know was his. And they're going back and forth. And of course they cleaned things up when the guy came back. Acting just like they were a pristine couple. After he told them how much money they would have to come up with down in order to get into a new vehicle. And them accepting the trade-in because the only thing they were gonna do is wholesale the car because it had over a hundred thousand miles on it. Shit hit the fan. Oh, it was all kind of cussing and swearing and everything else. Car salesman left. Came back with the finance manager. I'm still sitting there waiting for my paperwork to be processed on the other side of the cubicle finance manager came in and said, I can get you this car for $350 a month. Now this was on a $45,000 car. So you know the payments were going to be long as hell. I think it was something like 96 months. It was ridiculous. They went on and signed it. And when my representative came back, he said, thank God you're not married because he had gone to the finance office for approval and he couldn't get me out of there because he was going back and forth the other sales representative that was servicing the lady and the guy in the cubicle next to me they were going back and forth because the first finance manager was not going to do anything for them they had to come up with a lot of money down in order to get the car but I just thought that was interesting because on the surface they look like a loving couple. You'd be surprised how close to the surface some of those issues are, especially if they haven't gone to counseling. And What that is to tell you folks is that you may want to model your relationship out to someone but you don't know the mechanics or what goes on in it. That's very important. Now let's get to the subject today. What are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the generations of women. Now, here's the thing that's different. I looked up some of the dating trends on certain demographics of women. And what I've decided to do is to break them down. So what we're going to do is just focus on the first generation. We're talking adults only here, from 18 to
0: 22.
2: Now, at every stage in a woman's development, her dating priority change. The way she approached relationships will change. It comes with her maturity, her development. And there are some women that will mark time throughout these levels while they're in one relationship. And some of them don't grow and they become very resentful for not growing, especially under milestones, such as the kids graduate from high school and they're leaving the house That's usually the break point for people that really only stayed there for the children or out of convenience. Or it may be the father didn't want to pay child support and this is his way out now. They're grown and gone. I don't have to worry about child support again. And forever and a day I'm going to wear condoms, May get a vasectomy, but I'm going to make damn sure I don't have any more children. So we're going to discuss some of the practices for the demographic of 18 to 22 years old. And these are pure Gen X women that we're talking about here. Now, in the next podcast, you will be hearing about women from 23 to 27 years of age. And the difference is there. Now, the one thing to keep in mind. The reason why you're seeing a lot of these called flesh sites coming up so quickly, these quick hookup sites, and some of them have been around that that you know very well. Well, the reason why this is so popular, and it's mainly popular among this demographic, damn, I can't even talk, I almost bit my tongue. And what we have to keep in mind is that this group, They're just getting into adulthood. So they're gonna still have some of the characteristics from their high school years, from their adolescence. You're gonna have the guys that are trying to show off and wanna be recognized or noticed to get the girl's attention. And usually guys will do stupid shit to do that. Peeling out in the parking lot, for instance, acting like they're a gangster, all kind of crap. Now, during this time also, well, women are going to go get those fucked up eyelashes, they may go out and get their hair done, get tattoos, anything that will garner popular notoriety. However, there are some in this demographic that are going to focus on some of the other aspects of development, and that's what we're going to talk about today. As I told you before, the Gen X woman in this category, she's a little bit different. Now, she's born around 2000, the year 2000. And up. From there. And there are a couple of things that we have to realize about this particular group. The one thing that we have to look at is what they're going to be looking for in this age bracket is usually people in their age bracket when it comes to dating. They may want a sugar daddy to play around with, but they're not looking to have children with them. They're not looking to have a relationship that's going to be long-term or sustainable. They're not ready for all that yet. Now, another thing that the data yielded, they're going to be more exploratory exploring themselves they're going to be exercising their independence this means that they're not going to be looking for a relationship that's going to bog them down or tie them down or over obligate them to something that they're not really interested in now here's going to be a trend starting with these women in this generation and that's going to be many of these women are not going to be so family oriented so they may marry late if they marry at all They may not have any children. The way they look at it, for the most part, many of them believe that everybody before them were misinformed because they have more resources there, such as Google, ChatGBT, AI. And so therefore, they feel as though they're light years above where they were. Generations were in the past now they're going to leverage that But there are some other consequences that they have to also navigate around Online bullying Where their feelings are exposed Based on texting because they're going to be into that more so than even phone calls Their socialization skills are different. Priorities are totally different. Now, with that said, they're going to focus more on casual dating. They may not even want a designated boyfriend. They may want to reclassify their gender. They may say they're non-binary. They may say that they're metrosexual, heterosexual, sapiosexual. I've heard all kinds of stuff people have come up with now. They're starting to make up their own brand of identification. So they're going to be designating themselves according to the way they feel. That's the stress set, independence, posture. Now, what we have to realize too, with this casual dating... They're gonna usually tell the guy up front that she's not ready to get serious. She's having fun, she's growing. And her caveat to get out of any situation where a guy will pursue her is, I'm still young. I still wanna go and do these other things. So it's not like it was, even when I was coming about, where the woman could kinda illustrate a life with you, no matter what the condition was, they will be willing to struggle with you and go forward right out of high school. These women are not doing that. They're like, oh no,
1: Mm-mm.
2: we're not gonna do that. Now they're gonna hit the ground running when it comes to making money, for the most part. Many of them are going to go out and get jobs. Maybe go to school. But one thing that they're not going to do, they're not going to be inconvenienced with poverty. They're going to try to avoid that at all costs. And they want to do it independently. Because a lot of them have seen mothers, grandmothers, aunts, and all the rest dependent on a man. Now, this actually began with The latter part of Gen X back in around 79 or so and it's intensified throughout the years now with the resources where people are more sociable it's a little bit easier because they leverage technology in order to interact and support each other unlike before where you had to go and physically Meet someone or talk to them over the phone, that kind of thing. So there's a big difference. Now, they're going to focus on personal growth. Their personal growth, not the personal growth of a relationship, their own personal growth. They may be more vi- environmentally uh, aware. They may care more about, you know, global warming, those kind of things. And the way they look at a relationship they may like a guy but they consciously know they're not ready for a relationship and a lot of you young men in this age demographic may be mistaken gravely because of their kindness and their warmth now also this generation is the most tolerant generation of any generation in the past The only one that you can even come close to comparing them to are those people that were in their prime in the 60s. We're talking about people from the silent generation that had their heyday in the 70s and 60s. As well as maybe some of those that were in the 50s as well. Because see what happened is that During that time, we were just coming out of the silent generation, meaning that people were more conservative. So the hippies kind of broke that, that whole era free love. You had a war going on, you had people that were eligible to go to war that actually said no. Whereas in the past, for World War II, pretty much the country got together and everybody focused on defeating. Hitler and the Japanese. However, in this day and age, we're a little bit more lax because the country doesn't ask us to do much, but pay taxes. And even though the numbers are down in the military, you know, you still have some that are coming in. And so what the military had to do is not be so rigid. So they had to change some of the practices Can't hit anybody in Marine Corps boot camp anymore. Gotta watch what you say. Oh, when I was in, all rules applied. But here's the thing. We have to accept this change because this generation has impacted every generation before. And you have some that are resistors that are saying, well, you know, these young folks, they don't know what they're talking about. And those are the traditionalists that always say the same thing about every new generation that comes out. They don't really notice any differences because maybe their perspective is very small because they're just in this small little bubble of a community. And there are others that see the change and appreciate it. There was one email that a lady wrote me her daughter is dating an african-american man first one in her family to do so and her mom actually started looking at african-american men and her daughter was the one that actually spearheaded that curiosity because when her mom grew up she was told to stay away from them, based on all of the stereotypes and traditional separation that went with uh, people, according to race and religion and all the rest. So she's got a whole different perspective now, more inclusive. Now, the other thing we have to li- realize is this: this particular group of people, these women, they're more acceptance of, more accepting of different genders. Ethnicities, nationalities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. A lot of these young people are traveling internationally, unlike many of the other generations before. They're learning other languages. Some of them are looking to work remotely. So, it's a whole different perspective. Now, who are the immediate beneficiaries of this? People in the Gen Y generation. And some people in the Gen X and a few boomers here and there because they're actually leading us in a direction when it comes to socialization we've all for the most part have been in our own separate camps and now what's happening is these folks are reaching out now with this said The other thing we have to look at. They're also. Looking at. Self-discovery. They actually go into relationships. If they were to go into one. To redefine themselves. And to find out more about themselves. So it's more of an exploratory thing. Unlike before. Where you just got into a relationship. Committed to that person. And whatever was meted out, you just accepted. Well, in this case, what they're doing is, they're going in with the sole purpose of, yeah, having a companion. But to also find out about themselves because now they know what the sensitivities are. They know to demand respect going into a relationship. They know they don't have to stay in a hostile relationship. In other words... This is a generation that's expressing themselves and they're not taking anybody's shit. And a lot of past generations, people in past generations, are kind of envious of that because they're looking at them and saying, oh, I would have never told a guy that I wanted to fuck or whatever. But you got to remember, the whole social climate is changing. Now, now, These young ladies are not going out to nightclubs and bars to meet guys anymore. They're looking for more socialized gatherings, groups. This is one of the reasons why the popularity of um, polygamy uh, and all the rest of these other configurations of relationships are so popular now, polyamorous and so forth, because these young women are realizing that hey, what's in a label? It doesn't define me, it's just a label. And so they're going with that. Now they're still young. Some of the disadvantages, they don't have the experience. They don't have the wisdom. A lot of these women do not want to get bruised or emotionally injured at this stage of their lives. They've already seen what happened with Gen Y. A lot of those women wound up with children that they really couldn't afford to have. A lot of them went out on this independence thing. I don't need a man. And they wound up needing a man in some cases. Or it was that hard road as a single parent. And this is one thing that many of these women 18 to 22 are deathly afraid of. They don't want to be a single mama with a baby on their hip at a social services office. They'd rather spend that time traveling. They'd rather spend that time educating themselves, going on with their careers. And that's one of the distinctions. Now I'm just talking about a segment of this demographic. I'm not talking about it as a whole. But this is where the leading segment in that demographic is going. So, I know you're going to say, well, you know, I know this girl down the street, and you know, she's 18 to 22 and she has like four kids. She's the exception, not the rule. She's actually in the minority. I don't say it on a racial basis. I'm saying on a statistical basis. Now, the other thing that we have to look at, the way these guys are going to wind up with these women as far as to date them, they're going to have to be in some sort of group or circle that this person is in. So, what are some of the things? They may go to a concert, they may go to a sporting event, birthday parties, things of that nature. But you probably won't catch them out as a lounge lounge lizard hanging out in a nightclub, sipping on a martini. If they come to Vegas, they may come to Vegas play the slots, go to the shows. They want the life experience. They don't want to feel as though they're confined or trapped. Now, most women don't want that. But this generation specifically does not want that because they know what their options are. And believe it or not, very few women in this category are looking for a high-value man. They're not looking for the wealthy guy, per se, that they're going to hold their lives up until they find him. They're not going to hold themselves up and find a man of their specific race or religion. If he's of a different race, a different religion, different demographic, that's irrelevant to them. Now, the other thing that we have to look at with this same group is that many of them are going to also look for relationships that are organic. Where there's very little difficulty in order to get things started. They're not going to sit there and wait for you to fix problems. And they're not going to try to fix you. Unlike past generations. So if they meet a guy. They're not going to be that woman's talking about. Well he has potential. I'll just have to hang in there a little bit longer. It's more or less. Oh you don't have your shit together. Let me move on. Because they're not going to. Go and allow themselves. To be caught up in a turnstile of emotions. So that's one thing that has to definitely be there, the organic connection. Now, empowerment is a very heavy thing for them. They never want to feel as though they're at the disadvantage. They've seen too many women already in their past at that disadvantage. They don't want to be that person. They're looking to go forward. And again, it has to do that empowerment with agency, constituency, the people that they associate with, the people they know. As with anyone, we have our circle of friends, right? And we have to be selective about what circles they're in because we can have more than one circle of friends. And these young ladies have now started to realize that and they have mastered it and so you're going to see them use the friendship strata a little bit more than in the past that means access to their time access to their resources their attention because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get focused before they go into the next level of development Now, everything I'm telling you is usually subconscious. Because I talk about the things you do, but rarely think about. And that's the distinction. I'll give you a case in point. How many of you eat a hamburger, and when you pull it up to your mouth, you automatically bend your elbow without thinking? It's a habit, right? It'd be difficult to eat it any other kind of way. But we never ask ourselves, why when we put something towards our mouth, usually we bend our elbow? Just something to think about, folks. Now, let's carry on here. I know it sounds stupid, but if you really think about it, who taught us that? (laughs) <laughs> Do we have a class on it it's something that we developed of course now mutual respect and understanding very important they want to be clear that's the reason why this generation is so frank if they don't want to date you fellas she means it if she says no more so than in the past where they would be more diplomatic and more politically correct No, she's going to be more nitty-gritty and graphic. So she's not going to sit there and give you a pass. And she'll probably state the reason. Unlike others that would say, Well, you know, it's it's me. No, they'll tell you. No. Mm -mm. You're paying child support. And you're only 20. Mm -mm. Now, the thing as a man that you have to realize is that they're not making that rule for you even though you fall into that category that's for everybody that comes their way with your same situation because like I told you you could always be discriminated by your situation not necessarily by how you look or who you are you also have to consider your situation when you come to a person whether or not it's acceptable for them or not okay understanding means communication consideration comfort active listening is very important to them they want to hear a response from you as i said before the only downside they don't have the experience yet and the wisdom the other downside is they depend a lot on texting and emojis and all of those and they can't really convey sentiments They give you intention but they can't convey the sentiments associated with that inflection in their voice the quivering if they're crying you don't hear that so you'll find that very popular now fellas don't be surprised if you start texting these women and you set up a date and you've never heard their voice you've never seen their face you've never Interacted with them and it's your first time because you guys have been texting Now a couple of uh simplistic things that will piss them off not returning texts and ghosting Even though just like anyone else they have feelings and therefore if they've had a bad experience on social media or bad experiences in the past with it, you may be dealing with some trauma from that. Shouldn't have to, but unfortunately, it may resonate. And you may wind up seeing that, oh well, you know, there's a problem here. Because people can reach out and be mean to you anonymously. And some people have not the coping skills to understand that, hey, you know what? I don't need this person in my life because I don't know them. After a while, they'll get that cycle down. And the thing is, they're being exposed to more negative things at a younger age in their teens. Some, 12, 13, crying because somebody broke their heart that they were, thought they were in a relationship with online and they were only texting back and forth taking on too much responsibility too young as if they have to be obligated to someone at that age but then again, you have to look at the parents many of them have grown up where social media has been their babysitter parents in the other room watching Netflix kids got their door closed on social media God knows what. Because, see, it used to be a kid had to be old enough before they could close their door in their room. Because the parents wanted to make sure the kid was all right, everything was going well. Now, some parents look at it like, thank God, babysitter. Thank God, I don't have to worry about being bothered with them. For this reason, You saw a lot of parents that really lost it during COVID when the kids were at home and they had to be online doing their classes and stuff. And a lot of parents weren't accustomed to that. So the last time they really spent quality time with them was when they were a toddler. And so they can't wait for the kids to go back to school. The teacher's the babysitter. The the parents are the babysitter. And there are some parents out there, and I'm just going to tell you the truth. They had the kid, sorry they had them, but would never admit it. And they would rather that kid be in anybody else's company but their own. And they're just sitting there waiting for the clock so that they turn 18. that thing is over with so don't be naive fellas being out there thinking that all these women love their children because there's some who they love them in certain ways but there are some that can't wait for them to grow up and get the hell out and you'll notice this by the way they parent and the way they treat them and the adversarial relationship associated with them. Digital dating is something that they have mastered because they were immersed in it. They grew up in it. So they know about all the latest apps. Some of these girls are going on Snapchat, showing their wares. Others of them are on OnlyFans or different places to make some quick money. Some of them think it's going to be quick, a lot of them going to literally sidetrack their lifestyle and wind up doing that. It's just the way it goes. There'll be a percentage of them that will do that. This is just something to make you aware of what's going on. Now, this generation is going to impact the future of dating more so than any other generation before. The reason being that these women are prioritizing themselves themselves their selves themselves their needs their requirements their desires and they're not biting their tongue now the one thing to keep in mind is this if they choose you for a relationship. Unless she's asking for a firm commitment from you, you better leave it as casual dating and not to get too emotionally involved. Now, the difference between this generation and the next generation we're going to talk about in the next podcast, 23 to 27, is that this generation is not looking for a commitment they're looking just to have fun, to date, to socialize and to define themselves. 23 to 27 in the next demographic they have an idea of what they want, where they want to go. And they're going to start shedding people along the way, people that are not going to really be complementary to their development. And they're going to be more focused on things such as career, life choices. And if they do choose a partner, they're gonna do a thing that they're trending with called slow dating. There's an actual movement, slow dating movement, that um, I found out about. And what this primarily means is that they're slowing everything down to make sure that they're making a better choice in a partner before they go into their 30s. Because you got to remember, people in their 20s sometimes think that a person in their 30s is old. So they're trying to prepare themselves for that. They're not going to sit around and be defined by what someone else tells them. They want to have a plan. They want to have some sort of structure. So they'll know what they're doing going forward. This includes planning for marriage if they're going to be together what type of relationship they're going to have whether it's going to be an open relationship friends with benefits and usually you'll find the 23 to 27 demographic kind of laying off of that because they've kind of gone through that from 18 to 22 but what you're going to find going forward with this generation in particular is that these women are getting a little bit more serious about life And they're going to really scrutinize a man on his level of immaturity. Hi everyone, this is Johnson. I got to correct a mistake. Instead of me doing the takeover again, what I decided to do was say this. I was referring to Gen Z in the first segment, not Gen X. How unprofessional. Maybe I should be... I'll tell you what, I'll let the emperor decide. immediate benefit is that in this particular generation Gen Z these women have very few thing in other words they have their own generation unlike the next demographic we're going to talk about from 23 to 27 where it kind of crosses over a bit and That means Gen Y and Gen Z. And it's like a bridge. And the priorities are different at this stage. You're going to still have some of the residual behavior from a person who was 22 going into age 23, maybe even 24. Usually, they will eventually evolve, some don't. Some will stay in the same mindset they were at 18 and will not change. So this is the reason why a lot of women in Gen Z are pushing growth, personal growth. This includes things such as health, self-awareness. So they're going to be more sensitive than many of the generations prior now what does this mean the traditional republican party may have difficulty finding women to replace the women that are aging and why do i say this in particular the push now for a lot of these roe v wade overturns and things like that limiting women's rights has to do with a couple of fundamental things see there's a social construct that they would like to reconstruct and that would be their traditional man works woman's in the house that means that these transgender men they're trying to fight the war against them the social gender war ron desantis all those people are trying to do that same thing when it comes down to a lot of these women they want them producing babies now the reason for this is because whites are going to be a minority in this country very soon and there's a contingent of them separatists, some are racist that don't want to be in that category of a minority but the problem is They have more of an aging population than they have a young population now where is this growth coming from it's coming from believe it or not the latino and hispanic community and this is one thing that you know they're going to have to look at as far as how the country is going to change and it's going to change it's going to evolve it's going to grow You're seen a lot of growth in Utah, New Mexico. And what's happening with this is that as these populations expand, so will the demographics change. So you have places in the South where they're still trying to get, you know, redistricting and all of this stuff done in order to suppress the vote. The problem with that is that the very communities they're trying to do that they're changing and people's behavior change a lot quicker changes a lot quicker than the um, politicians and government can actually accommodate you look at it now with the argument about AI these developers are saying Get your regulation in place now, because this is going to take off, and when it takes off, we don't have any control of it. We created it, but if you expect us to be the stewards of it, you got another thing coming. We don't want you to treat us like Facebook and Twitter and the rest of these social media platforms. So Google, Microsoft, they're going, trying to get help now from the federal government, so they won't get bitten in the ass later. With a whole bunch of lawsuits in regards to God knows what these people may use it for so they're asking for the regulation something kind of unheard of before funny how big business these manufacturers they don't go there asking for regulation financial firms don't go there asking for regulation they may want to regulate other aspects of the financial industry cash app Zelle all the rest of those but as far as the banks they're like now nah, leave us alone we're doing fine but see you got to remember when it comes down to the Federal Reserve it's not a government agency it's a private enterprise and those people you see on TV that um, work with the Fed as far as uh, telling us what the interest rate's going to be. One well, of those folks meet on this nice little island in South Carolina, and they talk to each other about what's the best policy. In a way that's good, it's not centralized. Because if it was, what would happen if you had a president and a Congress They got together and said you know what let's solve this uh, deficit by printing more money well it wouldn't really solve anything it would make the currency less valuable that's what would happen and it would shoot prices up on items so they're doing it in moderation to avoid that and by having an objective third party entity out there doing that it's a little bit better now the other thing we have to realize is that there are going to be certain things that are going to be pushed in legislation. As these young women get into public office, these 18 to 22 year olds, there's going to be a high level of sensitivity. There's a good possibility national health care will be a thing, whether we like it or not. I personally think we should have had it a long time ago. I've always thought that there were four things that they should have in every country, or none. Free healthcare, free dental. That should be a no-brainer. Free education, no-brainer, especially now with technology the way it is. Every state should have a university where they could go to school online costs the other a burial benefit a death benefit it seems like we have 35 trillion dollars that we've already spent I think we could have afforded that and a lot more Let's see, that deficit includes wars. It includes overruns at the Defense Department. It includes crisis, COVID. It includes tax cuts. It includes everything that we have accumulated over several decades. So you can't blame it on one president. You can't blame it on one administration. That's what you got to keep in mind. Now, that means that these ladies, everybody was shocked when they saw OAC come into office and some of the things she proposed. They called her radical. At some point in our existence, and I probably won't be here, she'll be considered conservative later on. And this is the way it happens see the problem is on the left you always have growth and expansionism on the right you're trying to hold type, keep things the way they are and bring more people in one is offensive one is defensive republicans are more defensive democrats are more offensive now when you look at civilizations in the past such as Greece and Rome. Greece survived because it was a democracy. People had a sense of ownership, a sense of freedom to a certain degree. Greece was broken up into nation states within Greece which helped them out a lot. Rome tried to conquer everything and repress everything and we see what happens. Oh yeah they conquered lands they pay the price and this is what we have to realize one of those philosophies that does not work too well is for the human condition a combination of both will sustain you that's the reason why moderates even though a lot of people don't like them they're fair but the people that are at the disadvantage usually don't like them because you try to equal thing out, things out where one side is not winning over the other, it's boundless. Now here's another thing that we have to think about when it comes down to this kind of uh, going forward in the future. Being that Latinos have been the youngest demographic that's really growing in this country and the others like Whites have slowed down because they're feeling some of the weight of the things that people used to take for granted years ago having a family, buying a car, getting a job, going into debt, getting out of debt. A lot of these kids are saying, no, you know what? I'm not spending $150,000 to go to college. I'm not going to buy a $500,000 house and spend 30 years of my life paying for it. I'm not going to spend $70,000 on an automobile. They're over it. They are over it. Now, the general Wife, they were the people that kind of started that trend. You had all these billionaires, still living regular common lives, And if they were wearing a brand label, you didn't know it, because it looked like hell. Look at Zuckerberg. What was he wearing most of the time? A hoodie and jeans. You look at Jeff Bezos, he was walking around in a t-shirt for years, comfortable. Because what a lot of these people realized, it wasn't about decadence that had been a priority in the past. The people that are now really emphasizing decadence are people from generations and generations that didn't have and they wanted to have some sort of thing to distinguish them from everybody else status so it's a whole different mindset as I told you this is just one opinion based on the data and research I've done you can do your own the one thing to keep in mind though is that you have to avoid the temptation to be biased. This is where a lot of people get it wrong. They have their confirmation bias with an intention to find something instead of letting the data explain everything to you. Now, a couple other things about this. These women, 18 to 22, you will more likely find them on Tinder. And then when they've matured a bit, they'll go to other more um, serene dating platforms, such as Copy Me Bagel. something of that sort and you start seeing these trends take place after a while and patterns now one thing to keep in mind too is that people will change so you get a snapshot of them from 18 to 22 by the time they're 23 to 27 a lot of things have changed they may have some of the same core values But a lot of other things about them have changed. Priorities, direction in life, life choices, those kind of things. And as they progress, they will continue to change. And you have to face the reality that some people are gonna outgrow you and not take you with them. And there'll be others that'll take you along for the ride. But one thing that I would strongly suggest that you don't do is to define yourself by someone else's approval because in the long run it is your life you should enjoy it now folks we're going to get to these um, messages and I'll talk to you on tomorrow
1: On, why do guys always think that when a girl makes a choice that she is making a mistake because she did not choose him
2: oh yes <laughs> oh that's what i like let me just tell you something dear you've been already shook by a guy here's the thing if you didn't choose the guy you've already made a decision right But yet, what are you doing? You're reviewing the process of why you did it. See, when you make a definitive decision, you've already rationalized why you did it. And you leave it at that. But see, where you are running into trouble is you're now concerning yourself with something that doesn't concern you. You said no to whatever guy. You're not responsible for his feelings. That's something he has to deal with. That's not your problem. I know it sounds cold. I know you want to nurture him. You don't want to be the bad girl and that kind of thing. But what you have to watch is that it could be a lure to get you more involved with somebody you don't want to be with than you're already involved. You don't want to be one of these women that wind up in a relationship with them out of guilt and then say yeah I settled later on those are two words nobody wants to hear I settled unless you genuinely settled comfortably but if you just settled out of guilt <laughs> never let anyone shame you into a relationship fam you said no to him, and you had a valid reason to say no, keep that valid reason. Now you can be courteous and explain to him that, hey, you're not my type or whatever, but you don't have to go and create a documentary in order to qualify your feelings. You don't have to be on trial for your feelings. And you don't have to feel guilty about it. You did nothing wrong. You can't worry about why. Because each guy is different. I couldn't even answer that question because each guy is different. Just like each woman is different. And I'm sure this guy probably, probably even told you he loved you. Who knows? To try to see if he could still get with you. But what you have to remember is when a person wants you that badly, if they ever get a hold of your ass, oh, they're going to grab and cling tight to you. And you talk about being smothered in a relationship, shit, you're going to get drowned, not smothered. mm Because they become very possessive, especially if they start obsessing over you. This is the reason why women, you want to keep it clean, clean, keep it quick, and keep it moving. I literally saw a guy bust out in tears because a woman wouldn't dance with him one time. Dude started crying. She told me no, and I don't wanna dance with her. We thought he was bullshit. He was sniffling and snotting. The girl had to come over and kind of cheer him up. Telling him, I'm sure some other woman would like to dance with you, but you're just not my type. Because what she saw was, if she gave him a yes on the dance floor, he was going to be stuck with her the whole night. She knew it. And she nipped it in the bud. I'm sure there was probably other shit that was going on in his head too, and in his feelings that he didn't express. But it showed damn sure manifest this way with them tears when she said no. And for those of you who have never gone out to a black club, for instance. Some guys will tease you when you get dissed. This means that the woman is not interested in you. And the guys will go, ooh, damn, that was cold, that kind of thing. That's all right. That's okay. Keep it moving. But you have some men that are very sensitive. They can't take rejection. Like I told you, some men look at disrespect as rejection saying no as rejection, because they've been coddled by people around them. Your former president's like that. I'm gonna do it my way, fuck the laws. Don't tell me no. But just think if everybody in America thought that same way and did that same thing, why have a country? Everybody would have their own fight right?
0: Is it that since I've started having sex with my new boyfriend he likes fucking me in the ass I only let him do it because he does lick back there before he goes in that favor I just cannot return those intimate thoughts women have about sex that men
1: don't
2: Was hoping that you did this by mistake by leaving a message about this I'm gonna give approximately 59 seconds about this particular topic what he did with you young folks call it ass-eating it's called anilingus when it comes down to that part of the body. Tunny lingers for the vagina. Now you had to share this with me for what reason? I don't know why your man is doing this to you. Apparently you liked it, he liked it. End of story, right? Most of the audience knows what this is. Have a nice day.
0: Opportunity to meet my date's mother. They got into an argument over household bills and it sounded as if they were married more so than mother and son. I had no idea what I was getting involved with. His mother then told me that the money he spent on our date was hers. Ew.
2: Ma'am, don't waste your time another second with this dude. His mother shamed him to try to shock him. And she deliberately did that in front of you, for that effect. You had no idea that mama was financing your date. Made you feel kind of guilty, didn't it? Damn, you know, they need this money for rent. He didn't give a damn about his mother, and guess what? He did give less than a ticket's damn about you. You fuck this man if you want to, he more than likely to leave you with a baby. Or else you'll wind up living in the basement of his mother's house. He's not leaving. So don't think about that. He took you home to meet mama, because what he was trying to do was to see if mama approved. And on your first date too, shit. <laughs> because he's going to try to make you a regular fixture around the house, where you can come over and sleep with him, that kind of thing. See, mom's upset, but she's trying to figure out a way to get his ass out of the house. So she's trying to embarrass him. Don't try to fix him. He's not a project. In fact, he has more leverage than you probably do because you probably have your own place and he doesn't. He's probably not paying rent. Especially if he had to borrow money from mama for a date. So what that tells you. You're going to be the breadwinner in that relationship. You're going to wear the pants in it. You're going to control. Now, if you had control issues in the past or trust issues, a man like that, you could run like a racehorse. But here's the problem with a guy like that. He wants to like those characteristics of leadership, but he still wants to be in charge because of his gender. Because he's a man. Just want you to think about it. He didn't have to bring you to meet his mother if he knew that those were the circumstances he was dealing with. He did that for approval. Look at it this way, you went to meet his approval, but let them take you out on a date, right? Now he's dragging you home to get approval from his mother. So who actually has the final say in many of the decisions he makes in life? She does. Put your ass in this situation. I'm telling you. I don't know how old you are. But I will tell you this much. You fuck around to get pregnant by this man. You're going to be in trouble. Now I could be wrong. He could come out to be a very nice guy. And really work things out. Highly doubtful. Because most men. Would never. Ever. Ever. Do something like that. The reason being, it slaps a man in the face for his own dignity. Hell, I know women that wouldn't borrow money from their mother to go on a date. Are you kidding me? I know some that would. And you know what? The very ones that I know that would, I would never date them. Because you want to have some sort of pride in something that you have that you've accomplished yourself. And there are some people that thrive off of other people's accomplishments. And they think it's an accomplishment actually exploiting somebody else's accomplishment. Why do you think you see all these women, all these groupies wind up with nobody? They don't wind up with the star of the celebrity. It's because they already know this. They've already been there. They don't need put themselves in a the circle of those people so that they won't get tripped up or mistaken because one is trying to masquerade like something they're not. Get real, don't allow yourself to get tripped up.
0: I recently signed up for an adults-only dating site The initials are a FF I posted several of my nude photos on there I specifically said that I wanted women only Why in the fuck are grown-ass men complimenting me on my dick? I have no interest in dudes Why don't they go to a gay site?
2: This is something I never understood either But here is the thing You put yourself in an environment where something like that is likely to happen because that's adult sex community. So naturally, yeah, you're going to have people that are on the down low looking at you like that. I used to hate that shit when I went to a predominantly white school. It was like I was a spectacle because they wanted to see when I went in the shower. I wrapped the towel Man, you don't need to see my dick. What the hell's wrong with you? You have people that are like that. I never understood the dynamic. I have a penis, it's mine. I don't want another A vagina, I'll take it all day. You have some people out there. That are confused. You have some people out there that want both men and women. In my lifetime, I had about maybe three dudes that tried to come on to me. I told them straight up, no, not not it, no. Vaginas only. Mm -mm, I have nothing to do with a penis. I got my own. I didn't go out and act all macho like, oh, you this, you that, you that. What I find is people that do that, sometimes they have some triggers in the background. Shit, I remember one time we went out to a club in Orange County, (laughs) a friend of mine, he got hit on by a dude. All those women there. And he felt some kind of way about that shit for the whole night. Cause none of the women would come up and talk to him. Because the guy came over and talked to him. The lady I dance when she said, Is your friend gay? I said, No. Well, my girlfriends think he's gay. But back then it wasn't so what if he is? It was like the women didn't want to have shit to do with him. But he wasn't gay. But see, here's the thing what you got to understand sir when you put yourself in those kind of environments boundaries a lot of people don't have in some cases anything goes so if that's what you're looking for you're looking to find a woman on that site but here's the problem I'm going to tell you most of those women have a boyfriend or a husband or a man, and a lot of them, they have sex together with whomever, or they're years where they wanna watch you have sex with your partner, with their partner. I don't think you're on the right site for what you want. You might wanna look at getting on a site where you can kind of find a decent woman. You don't have to show your dick and all that. Because those women, on many of those sites, let me tell you, if they were to dress up and go out, they'd have a fruit salad on their chest like somebody that was in the military. They'd have all kind of dick that they took. Oh, where'd you get that ribbon from? This right here? This was the 10 guys that I slept with yesterday. Right here, this is the five guys that, two years ago. Raise your standards, man. You don't need to go there for that. A lot of those places are clickish. Many of those people have been fucking each other for years and on those sites you usually find the people you don't want to fuck. Oh they got some fucked up bodies let me I seen better bodies on that Ford F-150 pickups. A friend of mine she signed up on one of those sites. Girl was built like a refrigerator. And the men were crazy about her. Some of the women too. Why you never tried to make a move on me? I told her straight up, you built like a refrigerator. You look like an appliance. (laughs) Are you General Electric or what? (laughs) We always had a running joke with each other. She said I look like Bullwinkle Moose. I told her she was built like a refrigerator. But she did have a lot of fun. She had a lot of sex. So she was always happy. And I was happy for her. But by the same token, if you're looking for a relationship, man, that is not the way to do it. And that's not the place to do it. That place is good for a booty call hookup or something like that or an STD, whichever comes first, but you may want to watch yourself because in some of these circles, they'll treat herpes just like it's a common cold, you got to be careful because you never know who slept with who, who slept with who, who slept with who, like the domino effect.
1: Romantic Truth. Appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're
0: invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor, or any of its affiliates,
2: The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor, or social services professional in your region.
1: If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. Available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver.
0: Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rad terrier as the security detail.
1: Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.